The following program does not offer personal medical advice. Please consult your doctor before using any treatment or product we cover. Welcome to Go to Health Radio with your host, Jonathan Marks. We provide a welcoming environment where experts educate you on important health topics, answer your questions, and provide information from which you can benefit in consultation with your doctor. And now, here is Jonathan Marks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Go to Health. This is Jonathan Marks, and I'm so glad you're back with us this week. We are talking this week about how the health of your organization does affect your personal health. The two are intertwined. Our guest today is Mariah Wilson, PhD. She's the principal and organizational dietitian. And I got to ask her what that means. The organizational dietitian for MW Advising. Mariah has an extensive business and industry career in the areas of manufacturing, information management, telecommunications, ISP, and the semiconductor industries of the Silicon Valley, California, and at the companies such as 3M, Imation, and Pentagon Technologies, and various others. She's also an assistant professor at the University of Wisconsin, Stout. She teaches in the areas of organizational leadership and behavior, operations management, quality management, training and development, and sustainable management. Her research interests include psychological contracts, trusts and emotions in the workplace, and organizational exits. Her current research involves the understanding of the lived experience for professionals who are pushed out of their career. Mariah serves the manufacturing service, higher education, nonprofit, and government sectors. She brings not only firsthand knowledge to the learning experience, but also a clear understanding of the underlying emotional processes that drive behaviors and create individual and team success. She has a BA in psychology, a master's in management technology, an MA in human development, and a PhD in human and organizational systems. She's a really well-trained expert. So welcome to the show, Mariah, how are you today? Thank you, I'm well, good to be with you. Good to be with you too, and you are where? this as we as we speak today i'm in menominee wisconsin i'm about an hour east of minneapolis st paul minnesota great well it's good to have you here and i hope you're surviving whatever weather you have there (laughs) (laughs) so tell us what does mw advising do for different companies and tell us about this organizational dietitian role that you play and (laughs) and and how the health of the organization is the health is connected to the health of the individual. So uh, my advising firm is, is focused on change and specifically disruptive and, and transformational change for leaders and the organization. So mm-hmm. I work one-on-one with, with quite a few leaders and then I'll work organizationally as, as, as they want to change. Change is kind of the only constant anymore. Right. Disruptive and transformational change takes a little bit of a, it's a, I'm a coach, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, and that's really what I do using, I've, I've got a synergistic leadership model that I've created and I use that to uh, really kind of help guide the process. Oh, for me, the change part is, is definitely, there's a, a big task part of it, right? Where we make a lot of mistakes with organizations is we forget the relationship side the human side of, of how change affects individuals. And so, you know, disruptive and transformational change is pretty big, creates a lot of uncertainty. Uncertainty creates fear and fear can create chaos. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. So it's, it, I see my role and this is where the, the dietitian piece came in. Good. Uh, thank you for explaining it was sort that. Of a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a play on words from years ago when I, I started my PhD and the idea was I wanted to be that person that you you brought in to, to help me help you get healthy, move forward and work myself out of a job, but do it in a way that you get excited to invite me back because mm-hmm. hopefully your organization will continue to grow. Uh, right. so it's, um, it's, a, it's an exciting and fun approach and process because 
I have a big focus on the relationship side, the human side of change, because it's absolutely crucial in order to make it happen and make it successful. Yeah, you can have all these plans in place. And if you don't bring your people along with you, it's just not going to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and most of us know disruptive change around some sort of innovation, right? So assembly lines were a big innovation. You know, the internet was a big innovation. And it changes the way that we do things, right? So if you look at, you know, streaming video, Netflix alone, right, has completely changed the way that we watch TV, mm-hmm. the way we watch shows, the way that we, the way that we even develop shows, right? But the, the disruptive and transformational change that I tend to, to work with is it's the innovation stuff. Not easy. It is fun. But the pandemic has definitely created a completely different kind of disruptive change. Mm-hmm. And so working with both individuals, either in that leadership role or within an organization or working with the organization as a whole has been really, really um, rewarding. It's hard because people are scared right now. There's a lot of fear because there's a lot of uncertainty still. Right. It's really rewarding and heartwarming for me to do this work. So let's talk about some of this work and the the idea that the health of an organization really affects the health of the individuals within the organization. It's an organic whole, but let's talk more about that. Well, yeah, you're right. Systems so that, you know, I have a, I'm a big systems thinker, right? And, you know, all of the pieces working together synergistically, you know, your organization, the, the system has a purpose, right? What are the goals that we have? Your, your system has, what are the means? What are the, what is, what's the structure? There's the relationship part of that system that, you know, not just the relationships between the individuals, but, you know, the communication the leadership style that's going on, the behaviors, and then there's the meaning, right? Where are the values, the shared values, the, all of those pieces that come together, that creates the, the basis for your organizational health. Mm-hmm. And you have your employee well-being, which is the or your employee health, you know, the, the social well-being, the, the mental well-being and, and the physical well-being that come together and help support that organizational structure. And when your organizations become really unhealthy or in some cases toxic, there is a, a very huge effect on employee well-being. Mm-hmm. And really where I believe that is stemming from is that, you know, you have this, this system and th- this is something I, I work with everybody on. You know, you have a change that creates uncertainty, that can create fear that can create chaos where organizations I think are struggling very, very much. I don't think I know mm-hmm. <laughs> struggling very much at that uncertainty phase. I mean, remember we look to our leaders for guidance, direction, right. confidence, right? If your leaders get stuck in that uncertainty and fear and can't provide that direction and the vision and the confidence, you're inevitably going to get fear. If we really don't head that headed off at that point, then we get chaos, which is that very unhealthy organizational environment. It's that very toxic environment. And so that's some of the work that I do with leaders where I go, look, don't, don't let the uncertainty paralyze you. Even positive change creates uncertainty because sometimes we just don't know what's on the other side. We know it's a leap and it's a good leap. It doesn't necessarily mean though that we, we know what's there. So, you know, there's some good fear in that too. When there's that, when we hit that uncertainty and that, and that fear piece, what happens is individuals, our brains, our bodies don't like chaos. Mm-hmm. And my favorite risk takers on the planet, their brains literally do not like, do not like chaos. And so mm-hmm. they, balance, right? It unconsciously looks for balance. When leaders can't maneuver their own uncertainty and fear, lots of different things start to happen. There's a lack of communication that starts to happen. The, this, the direction becomes unclear. It can be splotchy. As I, that's 
not the most scientific term, but that's kind of, you know, we've got a little bit of an idea here, a little bit of an idea there, and and but it's it's not a clear direction. So we as employees start figuring out a way to get through the uncertainty. Our fight fight and flight responses kick in and affect how we work with each other. We start getting protective of our space. So there's less teamwork, there's less trust. Mm-hmm. It, and that just that all kind of kind of spirals. The cortisol levels jump, right? So that that stress level, you know, we're seeing more mental health issues going on. We're seeing illnesses way beyond the pandemic. I'm working with a client right now who is having to um, is is going to be taking uh, family medical leave because she has MS. Mm. And the uncertainty and the the toxic work environment that she is in has caused her MS to flare. Oh yes, of course. Right, fairly seriously. Seriously, we start becoming dependent in food, alcohol, sleep, or lack of <laughs> one of the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in, in engaging in those behaviors that aren't that aren't healthy, and so that uncertainty, and where I really do a lot of work with leaders is talking about you know how you're not going to have the answer to everything all the time. No leader is perfect. Right. But you you have to figure out a way to, as a leader, to deal with your own uncertainty and fear so that you can provide that direction, provide that vision, provide that confidence. And so when you think about what's involved with a strong organization, right, what's at the the root of, of strong organizational health? you know, that, that purpose, the structure, the, the relationships and the means, right? And, and strong organizational culture, those shared values, the beliefs, the norms, right? The way that we're going to treat each other. It's first rooted in trust, completely in, t- in trust and in, in how that belief and willingness to act on someone else's words, actions, and decisions. And the second part of that, that, that underlying structure of, of strong culture is communication. The part that's really that's really frustrating right now is watching leaders try to maneuver this disruptive, disruptive and transformational change with the pandemic. They're actually they're cutting back on communication. I want yeah I, you you said that before and I wanted to pick up on that. Um, sure. So, so uh, the the two important points that I'm picking up here is the importance of leadership, whether that be at the very senior C level suite or this managers and supervisors need to have a very clear purpose and confident purpose about what's the, what are the values of the organization? What organization, what direction is the organization going? And then the other thing that I hear is um, the importance of communication Um, that this is really an, you know, a, a human organization and there needs to be communication and what I'm really hearing is, is when the leader is not confident, it seems like you're saying that the communication gets lessened somehow. Yeah. And interestingly, several of the several clients I'm working with, I'm, I'm having to have some strong discussions. So some of my colleagues would probably disagree with me, but I don't believe in anything such as over communication. hmm. I mean, it, remember, right? You're dealing with all of the these very individual individuals, and so everybody takes in information differently. Having only one method of communication, you mm-hmm. run the risk of of missing someone. Not because that individual doesn't care or or doesn't want to listen. Right. You all communicate differently, and it's not. I'm not saying that leaders have to have 400 different ways of communication. <laughs> Right. You know, one daily email is is probably not sufficient when you're going through transformational change. Uh, we, you know, we need to do things, you know, reach out with phone calls or newsletter. You know, there's lots of different ways that you can do it without completely um, overwhelming yourself as, as the leader. So let me ask, how do you work with leaders when you, when you go in and you see a, a situation that's not healthy, it, where there's stress in the organization, lack of trust, what kind of work do you do with the leaders to help them right that ship? I will do that kind of that typical assessment of, of everyone. The assessment I use is not super scientific. It's, it's literally saying, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. 
what's what's wrong? What's going on? Getting back to the basics, right? And and we pull that together. The second thing that I do that throws people off though is I go, let me see your processes. Because nine times out of 10, I, I have noticed in, in my experience over, over this, I'm not even going to say how long, but at least not right now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, what ha- where I see some of the toxicity in organizations is through poor processes. They're very inefficient, they're ineffective, and they're not adaptable, right? Mm-hmm. They're agile or flexible to deal with even the little bit, the little bit of change. The companies and the organizations that I've seen get through this pandemic, not unscarred, but they've succeeded and and some have done quite well. Their processes were solid, Mm -hmm. had strong leadership, a ton of communication. And part of that communication is listening and hearing, right? But they also had really solid processes that allowed them to be adaptable and completely shift the way that they worked. So yeah. we're talking with Mariah Wilson. We'll be back after these messages, but I we've kind of established this base that when organizations are not healthy, their leaderships are uncertain, maybe insecure. That develops into a lack of communication. And if it's hap- if change is happening, there can be fear and lack of trust and the whole thing can be a mess. But the other thing she just covered is the importance of processes and making sure that the organizational processes are healthy and flexible and adaptable to change. So we will be back in just a minute after these messages with Dr. Mariah Wilson and stay with us. This is Jonathan Marks with Go to Health. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listen for Go to Health Radio. Featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, we're back. This is Jonathan Marks with Go to Health, and we're speaking today with Dr. Mariah Wilson and she's a specialist in organizational health and culture. And we started talking about the symptoms of an unhealthy organization, but I want to continue with that and talk more about what managers, leaders, and employees can do to help make an organizational structure more sound. So Mariah, let's talk more about um, symptoms of an unhealthy organization and some of the clients that you're working with, what are you seeing? So there's a lack of clear leadership. There is reduced communication. Yes. There's um, fear and lack of trust. Then you talked about the importance of organizational processes. So let's continue down this road. What are some of the other symptoms that you see in organizations that are functioning unhealthily? Well, that in, I talked about the lack of vision and direction, right? It, mm-hmm. it, most people during change, you know, especially disruptive and tra- transformational change, they know the why, 
they need to know the now how, how do we get through? And so another one of the symptoms that we see of uh, in unhealthy organizations is, is that, that how are we going to get to the vision? Your team knows the why. So 99% of the time, they really, they know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Your kids, your kids know more than what you think. And so do your teams. Another big symptom that I, that I see, and again, this is one of the support structures of strong culture, is a lack of empathy and compassion. Mm. Uh, so I've been writing a lot in, in my blogs lately about, from a, a leadership perspective, that we don't want our teams to spiral in fear. We don't want them to spiral in anger, you know, spiral in frustration. But when leaders do things and say things like, don't come to me with your problems, come to me with your solutions. What you're inevitably doing is dismissing their grief and their fear. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you're not hearing what they're having to say. I see that lack of compassion and lack of empathy. Um, you know, so if you really look at the symptoms, that lack of trust, so people start protecting their space, less teamwork, the communication becomes minimal that vision and direction, the how is missing, how we get there, that lack of compassion and empathy. And the other, one of the other big symptoms that, uh, that are, is creeping up is the lack of psychological safety. A little bit of a, a big buzzword going on in the, in the organizational field. And what we're talking about here is that ability to be able to speak up that they can without retaliation or dismiss, you know, dismissive behavior well, we gotta we gotta change that because you know your your ideas should be coming, your innovations, your change, your improvements should be coming from all over the organization, not just the top. Right? right? You know this, so <laughs> as as that leader, so uh, you know we need to we need to build in that psychological safety too. Have that space where people can say what they need to say without feeling as if they are going to be retaliated against in some way, shape, or form. And retaliation sounds like a really harsh word I'm not talking about. It's not always about a backlash. So Mariah, let, let me ask, I'm curious how you get engaged with an organization that is unhealthy, because it would seem to me that if it's unhealthy, the leader is somewhat closed-minded or scared or whatever. So how is it that they're able or how do you reach out? What's, what's that interaction look like so that you can get started working with them to improve their organizational health? There, <laughs> so the, uh, as I mentioned before, I, you know, I do that touch point with the, with the whole organization to get some honest feedback. Yes. Obviously work one-on-one and, and, and do a deeper dive into that with the leader themselves. That process piece though is, is important too, because Leaders, leaders have to figure out that balance between the relationship side of leadership and then what I call the taskmaster side formula, right? Absolutely, we have things, we have objectives, we have goals, we have expectations that we have to meet. There's no doubt about it. But if you don't balance the relationship side of it, and you're always, I, I call our high-level taskmaster masters sharks. Mm-hmm. I myself... I'm a teddy bear. I'm a high relationship person. That's just, that's how I score in everything. It's how I handle conflict. It's how I handle communication, right? But even I know to be a good leader, I can't be a teddy bear all the time. Right. (laughs) As much as I would love to be, I can't be a teddy bear all the time and and have a successful operation, right? So I, I really work with the leaders layout. Here's here's what we see. And then through my synergistic leadership model, we talk about the uncertainties. And then we start laying out the, you know, what are the expectations from your team, from your customers, from your suppliers, from from you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. We start looking at the processes and going, okay, right. And there's more to processes than just telling people how to do something. Remember, your processes are technically contracts. Contracts that tell you not just how you're going to do the job, but who's going to do what, when. So ineffective and inefficient processes, people tend to just ignore them. Your handoffs internally are not the best that they could be. We start losing trust. We talk about, you know, measurements. How are, how are we doing? How, how do we want to be doing? We work in a space for honoring all of it, the success 
and the stuff that doesn't work because there's a lot of learning in that work side. So I get that the task is important, but the work that I do with leaders and the work that I do with with organizations is very focused in on that relationship and human side because it's the one that tends tends to be lacking because, again, uncertainty and fear, when you're hitting uncertain times, disruptive times, transformational times, that space gets scary. And so the first thing that leaders tend to focus on is, you know, getting it done, just get it done. Yeah. So let me, let me ask, um, I want to ask from a couple of different perspectives. Mm -hmm. If if I'm a leader in an organization or I'm the CEO, or if I'm in the C-suite, I want to talk about it from the leadership point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, How do I know that my organization is not working well? How do I know it's unhealthy? And then what do I, what do I do? What, what, what kinds of actions can I take to start making it better in addition to coming to you to, for, for consulting? But let's talk about, <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's talk about how leaders can take the temperature of their organization to see if it's healthy or not. There's a lot of people that will not like this answer, but I literally go, I, I, I tell a leader, you need to ask them, how are they doing? What do they need? And what can I, what roadblocks can I get out of your way? Mm -hmm. How are you doing? What, what do you need? And how can I get those roadblocks out of the way? I don't know why that's so hard, but I believe it's hard because again, your leaders are also human. Mm -hmm. They're human. So they have their own fears as well, right? They also have a lot of expectation of them. Their job is huge. It, it is. It's a huge job. If you've got 300 people in your organization, those are 300 different personalities. Yep. They're different people who are motivated by different things. If you have shareholders and investors, like people put a lot of pressure on you. I get it. But that's where I, that's where I start with them. And you have to ask your team. You have to talk to them. You can't just constantly yell orders and put expectations out there, you've got to show those three questions alone show so much compassion. And just that in itself, I have seen shift, just the attitude enough to get them all moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some leaders that just are not coachable. There's a lot of people that I've worked with. They're just not coachable. They're not ready. They're not there. Those are tough for people like me because they're, they're, isn't much I can do beyond that. <laughs> At least ethically, I'm not, I'm not going to take someone's money if they're not ready for help. So sometimes that happens. They're just not, they're just not there. How yeah. are you? What do you need? And what can I do to move, to remove the roadblocks? Okay. So I want to repeat those. So that goes in my brain. How are <laughs> you? What do you need? And how can I help remove any roadblocks that are in your way? Yep. Those are three good questions that leaders can ask of their teams. Because when you really think about it, because I've led organizations before, when you yeah. when you think about it, you know, your organization is only good as what's happening on the front line. And yes. um, the front line is really where your product or service is being delivered. And if it's not working well there, then your company is probably not working very well. So the leaders really have to get down to the front line, come out of the office, you know, come out of the, you know, the C-suite or, or, or their, their cubicle to really ask their workers, how's it going? What is it? It's, it's how, how is it going? Uh, what's in your way? What do you need? And then how can I remove any obstacles for you? Yeah. Good. All right. I, I'm getting it myself. Good. This is a good lesson for me. Now, let me ask this from the other perspective. If I'm an employee in a situation where I can just see that things are messed up and, you know, what do I, what, what's the best thing I can do? If I'm not, nobody's asking me how I am. Nobody's asking me what I need and nobody's asking me how to remove barriers. What's, what's a productive thing I can do to help improve the organization and my situation? Well, first and foremost, I, I always, I always advise, you know, set bound, please make sure that you have healthy boundaries for yourself personally. Don't take on more than you, than you can, you know, just because you think it might help somebody else out. That's a, that's a big, I, I get it. That's a loaded, loaded request. Mm-hmm. 
which is why people reach out to, you know, their EAP providers or a coach or, you know, a trusted mentor, those kinds of things. Always make sure you're taking care of yourself first. Participate in feedback loops. So if a survey comes your way, participate. Mm -hmm. There's a forum, you know, at least sit in and listen. Uh, again, if that psychological safety is not there in an open forum, people won't speak up. But again, it's a way to hear uh, what's going on. So participating in those feedback loops as much as as much as you can and find those trusted people. They're there, you know, even in, in unhealthy environments. Maybe it's another supervisor. Maybe it's a, a group of, of people that you've known for a long time, mm -hmm. and, you know. Sometimes making a suggestion as a group is a lot stronger way to, to do that and, and feel safe to do. And then in the worst case scenario, I, I, you know, if things really do get to a point that, you know, they're, they're unhealthy and, and literally you're becoming sick, your, your own well-being physically, mentally, um, and socially or spiritually, we're seeing a great resignation. Uh, it's a real thing. And, and part of it, you know, in, in the research that I continue to read is people are finding spaces and organizations that are healthy and support employee health well-being. Mm -hmm. And yeah, organizations are really struggling. How do we create an environment that supports employee well-being, but also accomplishes the job that we're here for? That's, mm -hmm balance and it's not an easy balance because we've really spent the better part of of three to four decades so focused on those numbers right there there was one point in in my career and I know we'll get to that in a little bit but there was one point where I said if I hear the words quarterly numbers again I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out because it was <laughs> right how am I doing can you ask how I'm doing I'm not doing okay right now yes yeah, and this can really lead people to exacerbated illness, as you mentioned before, yes. with your, your MS uh, client. So tell, tell us some of the ways in which people's physical health and emotional health can be affected by an unhealthy organizational environment. So the, the, big, the big one is the, is the betrayal of trust. Mm -hmm. right? You know, the lack of communication feels um, like somebody's withholding information not following those processes is a is a, a betrayal of trust because you were supposed to be able to to trust that this would get done at this time. Mm -hmm. Betrayal of trust is really technically a trauma, and trauma stays with us, especially if you're an individual that doesn't um, that doesn't cope well with with trauma. Right? Not everybody has the the ability and skills to to take care of that, and so. What I am seeing is is more exhaustion. Uh, I'm seeing more um, migraines. I'm seeing much more mental health issues. Taking more and more sick time, but just to just to stay away. Yeah. Yep. And I I am seeing people that are immunocompromised uh, and, and disabled having to to really suffer through because either there's a flare up or they're they're so exhausted or they, they don't trust. So they're, you know, that stress level is always on edge. And so they don't have the immune system to be able to support what, you know, some of us could do. And it's spiraling. I had a client burst into tears and basically say, I hate this place. When I go in, nobody's happy. One of the things that I study in emotions, remember emotions are contagious. Have you ever gone into work all, all super jolly and happy and like three people around you are super irritated and all of a sudden you're going, oh. <laughs> yeah, it really and does affect you personally. It, it is. And it's very much emotions are contagious and they have a huge effect on our mental and physical well-being. It breaks my heart for, for anybody that I work with in, in organizations, but I'm really, really recognizing how hard uh, disruptive and transformational change can be for anyone who is has a disability or is immunocompromised, hmm. at, at least in very unhealthy environments and unhealthy organizations. 
Right. So we're talking with Mariah Wilson, PhD. She's an organizational psychologist. She works with organizations and helping making them more healthy. And we will be back with her in just a few minutes to discuss more about Mariah's background, what brought her to this field, and also how you can work with Dr. Wilson if you feel you're in an organization that could be improved. This is Jonathan Marks with Go to Health Media. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listen for Go to Health Radio. Featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, we're back for a third segment with Dr. Mariah Wilson. She's an organizational development psychologist. She's got a PhD in organizational development. And um, I wanted to, uh, before we end the show, I wanted to find out more about your background, Mariah, and how you got into this work. Can you share some background and what kind of motivates you in this whole direction? I know you you said before you're a teddy bear, so that kind of feels like a good match for working with people, but tell us yes. a little bit more about your background. So I uh, started, uh, I actually, you know, my psychology degree is always where I start that because I, I was all going to, I was going to be a psychologist and and then the next thing I knew, I had a job at 3M as a, as a technical writer. And that's what took me to California. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the intention was to be there for a year or two. I stayed for 10 and, you know, wow, I got to experience the entire dot-com boom and bust. Mm-hmm. It, it was amazing. And, and, you know, working in all of these different industries. And the reason I left though was, uh, I had a pretty huge betrayal of trust with one of my, one of my last bosses that I had. And it was pretty, it was pretty big for me. Incidentally, that's what kicked off my, my research, but I I came back to Wisconsin, decided to work on a a master's degree, got into the classroom and I had already started my, my consulting work uh, while I was out there. And so just kind of brought it back with me and uh, got into the classroom I wanted to teach a leadership course to see if I really wanted to work on the PhD. Uh, but also the, the dot-com bust was interesting because when the money's great and things are really good, it's, it's amazing how cool everything is. As soon as that dot-com bust happened, there was less money, right? So now we're talking about people's livelihoods. Talk about the, you know, talk about disruptive change, but not for the better. And right. You know, when, when you're watching the ethics of leaders take a complete dive and you think, whoa, we got to do this better, mm-hmm. a lot better. So, yeah, I've been teaching leadership for years. The crux of my re- research is around organizational exit. So why are people leaving? Mm-hmm. But 
Typically, I'm looking at why are, why are we pushing people out of organizations? So typically, if you, if you look at this research, it's either people leave voluntarily or they are forced to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My research partner and I are, are saying, no, there's a middle ground where it's not as voluntary as you think, but that people don't feel that they have, they, they don't feel they have any other choice. So then it's not as voluntary as, as you think it is, right? And so we really, what we really see as, as reasons for that are, you know, are betrayals of trust, really unhealthy organizational environments, um, you know, those kinds of things. And so I just continue that, that research and it's fed how I run, run and do my advising work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a blast in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it feeds what I what I present when I'm at a, you know a speaking engagement. I've always said yes. We have tasks to do, things to do. We have objectives to meet. I get it, but I'll tell you what: if you can if you can remember that those humans are your best asset, right? The return on investment is pretty incredible, and that's not just me speaking from experience. That's exactly what the science consistently returns every study the return on investment is huge. And I mean, and you know, this, your three big, your three biggest expenses at an organization are the people, the capital and the equipment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet when things get unhealthy, where do we hit first? The people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what happens every, it's so funny. We know this and we still keep doing it. Right. But it feels like with what the kind of work you're doing based upon the critical importance of working with people, it really feels like the work you do can be of such great value to an organization to help maintain organizational health and individual health Yes. Um, to, to, in order to meet these goals. Yeah. It's, that's why I love what I do because it, you make the tasks happen by mm-hmm in on the humans and fixing that environment. This isn't about making an organization where, you know, everybody's buddies and best friends. And you have, you know, I always tell people, you don't have to like everybody you work with. Right. Everybody likes me. So I, you know, I get it, but there has to be a level of respect and trust and, and a, a come together to say, Hey, this is where, we're going to, you know, we're all going to move in this direction and we're going to do it by respecting each other and, and behaving in a way that is, is healthy and, and supportive and inclusive for everybody. And that's, you got to focus on the human side of that. And so, yeah, the teddy bear, that's where, and, and that started years ago because any, any self-assessment I take, you know, my personality style, my communication style, my conflict style, always ends up in that high relationship. And I just always call that the teddy bear. Good. <laughs> so <laughs> great. So if you want to get some support and, and this is really, I'm, I'm really talking to everybody in the audience here, all our yes. listeners and subscribers, it doesn't matter where you are in an organization. If you're at the top of an organization or let's say in the C-suite or if you're in your mid-level management or even an, an employee doing the best job you can, and you feel like your organization could use some organizational help and better health for both the organization and you, so you can get in touch with Mariah. Is that right, Mariah? People, people come to you from, from all levels of the organization. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And I, I encourage anyone and everyone to call. Uh, you know, I, I work a lot with leaders and I work with organizations, but I love it when somebody just hits a point where they're like, I just can you help me walk through some of this uncertainty? And, and that's so rewarding. So yes, I encourage anyone and everyone in an organization to reach out. Great. So Mariah's website is mwadvising.com. It's Mariah Wilson, MW Advising. And she's got a phone number, I'll say a couple of times. It's 651-560-0600. Again, if you want to grab a pencil or get your your computer out, it's 651-560-0659. And again, her website is mwadvising.com. So Mariah, we have a few minutes left here. 
tell us a little bit about the um, the process that you go through when you get into an organization. And you mentioned that you have a framework. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you say a little bit more about that framework? Yeah, it's uh, I, I call it the synergistic leadership model. Mm-hmm. So it's a five-part process. And to me, the two most important are the first step and the fifth. So the first is to talk about the unknowns, to talk about the uncertainty. One of the things that is so important is that we, we tell me, I want to hear it, right? People want to be heard. Mm. I think that part of that, that process of hearing, what, is, what are their concerns? What's the uncertainty that, that is, is maybe roadblocking them? And then we talk about, well, okay, what, what do you want? right? What do you want? What, what expectations do you have of yourself? What expectations do you have of the job that you have or the team mm-hmm. you have? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk about, okay, well, how do we make that happen? What processes, what, what things do you need to make that happen? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we, we look around and go, okay, where are we being successful in this? Are we not? And then that last part, really, really stepping back and at, at integral, at in, incremental, not integral, although mm-hmm. both are actually there, stepping back at, in, at incremental steps and, and celebrating your movement forward. Because even, even if you're making, you know, progression forward and it's positive, there's still going to be some kickbacks. And you know what? We honor that too. Yeah. Because all part of the learning process. So that, that's my five-part model. I've actually been using this, a version of this for 25 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been mm-hmm. successful both at the individual level and at the at the organizational level. Great. So repeat for me just briefly, that list again is? We talk about the uncertainties. Yep. Uh, the expectations. Yep. What do you need? Okay. Uh, how are we doing? Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe not doing uh, mm-hmm. the celebration. Honor. Yeah, the yeah honor. That, that's great. And I really want to compliment you on taking moments to celebrate successes. There's so many people and I, I can be guilty of this myself where, you know, you've got a whole list of huge list of to do's and, you know, you do them and you just say, OK, that's done and move on. What's my next to do and never really take a breath you know, to say, hey, look what I did. Look what I got accomplished here. Look what's happened. Uh, it's so important, I think. I agree with you completely. It's so important to take those moments for success and celebrate them. Yeah, and that, re- you know, that reflection and that that honoring, you know, and I'm really getting more into that word honor, you mm-hmm. know, honoring you as the individual, your successes, the stuff that didn't work, but also honoring the organization, honoring the people in it, Right. Yes. That level of respect and, and talk about the, the level of compassion there is so important. And it's it and talk about a way to make people feel valued. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will I always end anything and everything that I that I do is there's only two things that people want in any organization. I don't care how long they've been there, how much they make, what their position is. Everyone wants to feel valued and be heard. Mm-hmm. And yep. what, a, what a return on investment to make that happen. And, and you've made an important point. Where does that fall in the hierarchy of making money? To me, and again, I know people would argue with me on this, but to me, that's, that's number one. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely number one. Mm-hmm. It's feeling heard and being honored. Yeah. Yeah. And so money important. comes after that. Yeah. I know some would argue with me, but. <laughs> right. Right. Good. Maria, I want to thank you for the wonderful work you're doing in the world. Thank you. Um, you know, we really need it. There's been talk about uncertainty. I mean, the past two years have brought so much uncertainty with the pandemic and, uh, you know, with the great resignation, as you mentioned before. Um, people just not being able to stay at their jobs or feeling like their jobs are not really worth staying at. It's just causing them too much stress and uh, too much lack of health. Um, So I think, yeah, it's it's been a testament to how much 
organizational health really gets reflected in personal health and how Absolutely. important personal health is to organizational health. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, to get in touch with Mariah Wilson, it's mwadvising.com, mwadvising.com and her phone number. And anybody can reach out to her no matter where you are in your organization and seek some advice from Mariah about how she could best work with you and your organization. Her phone number is 651-560-0659. Mariah, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you. And I, I just want to say at the end, Mariah and I did work together in an organization. This was like, this was in California, one of those dot coms. And uh, <laughs> we, we have stayed in touch and stayed friends over the past years and followed each other's uh, career development. So good for you, Mariah. Um, I wish you the best going forward. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. It's so good to be with you today. Yes. So this has been Jonathan Marks with Go to Health. You can watch us at gotohealthmedia.com. You can listen to us on Voice America and on Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. We're all over the place. And so uh, there's lots of ways to um, enjoy us. Please give us some feedback if you'd like to give us some kudos or tell us a topic you'd like us to cover. You can go to gotohealthmedia.com and you can click updates and you can leave your name and email and what topic you'd like to see. And even if you'd like to be a speaker, you can tell us that too. Thanks again for being with us, everybody. Mariah, thank you. Good to see you. You You too. And everybody, remember what I say at the end of every show, go to health. Take care. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Go to Health Radio. Be sure to join Jonathan Marks and another health expert next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You can also catch the program on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next show, be sure to visit us on the web at gotohealthmedia.com and elevate your life.